This is a Baby Brunch podcast. And they took thousands of samples um, of stools and they checked who had the healthiest gut microbiome. And the people who had the healthiest gut microbiome were those that were eating 30 different plants per week. So variety matters. So we, we need plant variety in our diet and diversity. This podcast is supported by Epimax Baby and Junior. The range of Epimax Baby and Junior gentle all-purpose emollient moisturizers is an all-day, everyday favorite for babies and children. Give your child a good start to every day by nourishing and protecting their skin with Epimax. Today we're talking gut health on babybrunch.co.za. We found the coolest mom, she's a runner, she's a foodie, but most importantly, her passion started because she found that she had a problem and then went to go and study further. So you have to follow the goodgutguru.com. But more importantly, you should say hi to Megan Lagerway. When we talk about gut, right? So is, is gut just your tummy or does it refer to more than that? What is your gut all about? Yeah, so your gut is, it's a very integrated system. When we speak about the gut as a whole, it kind of starts in the mouth and ends right at the bottom. That whole system is referred to as the gut. But when we're speaking particularly about gut health, we're talking about the microbiome or ecosystem that lives in your large intestine or your colon. Um, that's primarily what we're referring to when we, when we refer to gut health. A lot of us want our babies to just function, you know, even in the early days, and I'm thinking of my own baby when she was already seven weeks, we were struggling with making a poop, you know, is it normal? Is it, how do we improve our toddler's gut? So if we want things to just work a little bit, what do we do? So, yeah, this is an interesting question because I think to understand what to do, you need to understand how the gut works or what the gut is, the gut microbiome is. So that microbiome that I mentioned, it's made up of um, a whole ecosystem of microbes. So there's viruses, there's parasites, there's fungi, there's bacteria, and they all live together harmoniously. We shouldn't be scared of these things in our gut. But there's these bacteria that produce all sorts of lovely things when they're working properly. So they help with nutrient absorption. They help your body detox. So they support the liver. Um, they train the immune system so when you see well maybe we'll get onto that just now immune system and gut health are very closely linked immunity so these bacteria feed off of a certain type of food you're not going to be able to function properly if you're not fueled properly and the same goes for our bacteria in our gut and these bacteria eat plant fiber that is found in plant-based foods so you need to be fueling them properly in order for them to be able to protect and make your body work like it's supposed to. I mean, gut health for me is the center of all health. Um, so when you are feeding your gut bacteria the right amounts of food and the appropriate food, then you see the rest kind of fall into place. Um, so yeah, and, and it's quite holistic. For me, it's diet is an easy place to start because you can always offer more foods. Um, and I'm talking, when I'm talking plant-based, I mean fruit, veggies, seeds, nuts, everything. Okay. Um, so those are some of the things you can implement. And then when you look at the more holistic things, you know, what is their stress like? Um, are they anxious about school? And, you know, um, do they spend a lot of time outside? What is their screen time like? You know, getting back to the 
foundation of being in nature and yeah those practices that come with kind of grounding oneself out in nature because there's microbes in the soil and um yeah so looking at the holistic child is a is a good way to improve the gut health starting with diet is my first recommendation probiotics just this i mean there's so many stories around it some people say it's just a a placebo others say yes it's really uh, valuable to take what's your take on probiotics for for children and adults so yeah probiotics is also another interesting one it's a very controversial because you know we get different quality probiotics who's testing it is it gone through the clinical trials um if you were a completely healthy human being a human uh, uh, sorry healthy toddler not getting sick no issues i wouldn't recommend putting a, a healthy child on probiotics then i would focus on fermented foods like yogurts um but the good quality and then sauerkraut kimchi all those things that toddlers might not like but good to try and implement those um and you know if we look at the history and there's a lot of antibiotic use they're always sickly then we would look at um introducing some probiotics um and then quality matters so you would get a recommendation from your doctor about which would be the best for your specific case you can't just pick one off the shelf and assume it's going to do what you want it to do We're continuing our conversation on our podcast and we're chatting to the Good Gut Guru. Uh, if you haven't watched our video, you might as well check it out right now on babybrunch.co.za. But what is wonderful is our guru is still with us. Uh, if you want to follow her on social media, you might as well do so right now. It is at the Good Gut Guru, also thegoodgutguru.com online. Megs, let's quickly talk about chewing food. I mean, how important is it that our toddlers digest food? Is it a thing? Should they, should we sing happy birthday like we wash hands? Should they be chewing for a certain amount of time? So yes, chewing is important. I often say that digestion starts in the mouth. That's why we've got teeth. Um, so yeah, you need to chew your food to help your entire system along. Um, I try and say chew your food 25 to 30 times per bite. Um, that will really get it broken down and get it easy to digest the rest of your stomach and everything. That's a lot of chewing. I, I once read a from, a, <laughs> I once read from a, a restaurant here. I said to him, so uh, when you serve food to people, how do you know how much? And he said 16 bites. And it's an actual thing. He serves 16 bites of food to people. So it's oh, wow. interesting to know how long yeah. to chew too. What, what should we do with food groups? I mean, I, I thank God, really, my, my children love food, everything from raw carrots to, and it's not because I am this mom who's really health conscious. I just think I love them and I want them to eat healthy. Sure, but mm. it worked out for us. They love vegetables. They really do. What to do when you want to give different food groups to a toddler? I mean, is there, is there something like food that boosts gut health in a toddler or baby or, or child? Mm. So like I mentioned, okay, just quickly, I'll mention a study that they've done in America. Um, it's called the American Gut Project. And they took thousands of samples um, of stools and they checked who had the healthiest gut microbiome. And the people who had the healthiest gut microbiome were those that were eating 30 different plants per week. So variety matters. It's the single most predictor of gut health. So we, we need plant variety in our diet and diversity. Um, yeah, with kitties, I mean, I must say my daughter's 13 months, she's, she pretty much eats 
kind of what I give her. I have these fussy phases with her. But I just try and hide whatever I can into smoothies or lollipops or into oats. Um, if you've got a picky eater, I think it is a bit more tricky. And then I would look for some other help on that, on that front. Um, but where you can, really encourage your kids to eat a variety, whether they're cooking with you or it's a meze type meal um, or, th or they're choosing what to eat from the fridge, you know, get them involved in the process and hopefully that will encourage them eating more diversity. It's amazing that because I find that when my children help me prepare food, that they're more likely to, to consume or to eat it. Yeah. I, I want to get to this because you just mentioned, is it microbiome? How do I pronounce uh, it? How do yeah, your gut microbiome. So what does it refer to? I mean, gut is already new to us. Then how to maintain it with all these plants and <laughs> everything else. Okay, so what, what are we looking for and what are we not looking out for? Um, it, it, it feels like a term that's unknown. Yeah, so the gut microbiome. So if you've got different microbiomes all over your body. You've got your skin microbiome. You've got your oral microbiome. Um, you've got your gut microbiome. So this microbiome, if you think of it like an ecosystem, as if you were in, if you took a snapshot of the ecosystem in the Amazon, you'd see spiders and snakes and mold and everything growing together. Um, and you have that gut microbiome in your, in your large intestine. Let's talk food again, because I'm totally fascinated by this. I mean, how, how important is fiber? If it's, if it's this plant uh, family and consuming all these delicious food, um, in order to have a healthy gut, and especially with our babies, is fiber important? Absolutely. So that's what, what you're getting from the plant-based foods is fiber. So the fiber, there's certain t fibers in plants that the human body can't digest makes its way all the way down into the large intestine and it feeds those bacteria. So they physically eat that fiber. If our toddlers get sick and I'm just thinking about going to school and preschool and runny noses, does it mean that the gut is unhealthy or is it just a germ or a virus? And I mean, we've done podcasts and conversations on viruses and bacteria, so we understand the difference. And if you haven't listened to it yet, go to babybrunch.co.za. But it, it feels like everything starts in your stomach. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, kids are going to get sick. That's how we build our immune system. Um, but if it's chronic, they're getting every germ that's going around. We need to look at what's going on in the gut because your gut actually trains your immune system. 70% of your immune system is located in your gut. Um, so it's this constant training, this boot camp that's going on. And if your gut is damaged, we're going to see immune issues. Talking about this boot camp that's going down, I remember when we were small, you were encouraged to eat sand. And, you know, the older people believed, yes, let the learning sons feel, let them play in the sand, let them eat dirt. It's good mm. for them. Is it really good for us? Yeah, I mean, my daughter, I cannot keep her out of the dirt. <laughs> She's constantly eating mud. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's certainly full of um, microbes and beautiful things. Obviously, soil quality matters, but yes, do, definitely let them play in the mud. <laughs> so can they actually consume it? Is it okay for a child to eat sand? I mean, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let your, sand, your, your child eat handfuls of sand. It definitely can get worms and things from, <laughs> from that. But I mean, if they're playing in the sand and like, you know, licking their hands, it's not, it's not going to be a bad thing at all. 
Coming back to signs of an unhealthy gut, we understand now that um, health starts in our, in our tummy or in our gut. We, we're learning more and we can't wait to read more on your website as well. But how, what, are, what are some of the signs for us to look out for if you think that your, your child has a, a poor gut? So, yeah, your um, typical like digestive issues, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, those sorts of things. Those are your kind of first red flags. But then, you know, mood disorders, struggling to concentrate, um, anxious, poor sleep, um, skin issues, eczema, that sort of those inflammatory conditions. All of those can be sign of, of poor gut health. It's amazing how everything starts in the tummy, you know, and, and mm. that we can tell this. So, so it brings me to my next question. Uh, I've heard of leaky guts. What does mm. that refer to? So leaky gut is not actually an official diagnosis and doctors don't like to use the term. It's actually called increased intestinal permeability. Um, so basically you have these tight junctions in your gut um, and they can become damaged and essentially they stretch and let more and let bacteria and toxins into the bloodstream and your body can go into an inflammatory response. Um, so that's essentially what leaky gut is, yeah. Who would diagnose that, Megs? I mean, if, if, we, if we feel that our child is suffering from, from poor gut health, well, uh, I, I, I really enjoyed your comment about the mood, you know, or even the sleeplessness, um, mm -hmm. diarrhea, all these symptoms. Who, who would make this diagnosis and who would help us? Mm. This is, a, this is a tough one because it's, it's gut health is so new in our country, especially. Um, I've, I haven't, I've yet to come across, um, you know, a, a range of gastroenterologists. That's who they would do an endoscopy or a colonoscopy. That's, but identifying leaky gut cannot actually be found like that, but they would test for other gut issues. If you are pregnant and you want to have a healthy baby, is, is gut health important in pregnancy as well? Mm. Absolutely. It's important during pregnancy. It's important prior to conception, the mother's um, gut health, and then certainly in utero. Absolutely. What about when breastfeeding and you feel that your tummy is upset? I know that often when you donate blood, you're not allowed to if you have had an unhealthy tummy for a while. Do you, do you keep breastfeeding? Yes, Breast through, uh, breastfeed through it all because your gut, your your breast milk is so dynamic. If your kid's going to catch what you've got, there's going to be antibodies given to your to your child. So absolutely, breastfeed through all of it. Should we be worried about a fussy eater? Should we mm. be worried about it if we can't introduce other types of food? And you you're a bit worried that the gut might be affected. Hmm. So certainly worrying about it, I think, is not the way to go, but being very mindful of it. Um, and what I found is that kids, like I mentioned before, try and get them involved in the process, um, get them to make a smoothie of their own with, and they can pick the food from the fridge. Um, but yeah, they tend to outgrow these phases. So it's not like, oh, if we had a fussy eater for two weeks, oh no, they're gonna, their gut microbiome is, is ruined. Um, you know, it's a process and, and it's definitely not something to stress yourself out about, but just be mindful of, of encouraging them to eat more plant-based foods, yeah. Why did you choose gut health? Why are you, why are you so passionate about it? Oh, it goes back 
many years, I used to struggle with all sorts of food sensitivities, acne, um, fatigue, anxiety, and no one could tell me what was wrong. Um, and eventually I came across this concept of gut health um, from a book I read. And then I kind of just started this journey and then started studying it. And I've healed my food sensitivities. I can eat anything. Um, I don't bloat. I don't have those digestive issues anymore. So I've just seen in my own life how much of a difference it can make. I'm on the gutguru.com right now and I'm having a look and everything from uh, health coaching to actual recipes. What's the one recipe that you really enjoy making for your family and how can we implement it in our own homes? Because there's a delicious sourdough bread here that I am, I mean, I haven't had lunch. (laughs) 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 Looks amazing. Yeah, oh no, trust me, the sourdough baking belongs to my husband. He's got the patience for it. If, you, if you've ever tried to bake sourdough bread, it's a process. Um, but yeah, for me, the standard in our home is actually just oatmeal with lots of berries and nuts and fruit and everything in there. It's a great way to start the day um, and it's easy to add variety into, the, into your breakfast that way. I have one more question and I'm almost too shy to ask. When okay. you have a lot of flatulence, so when there's a lot of farts, especially with our babies, mm. is it usually gut or is it temporary? So you, this would, you would also look at, you know, longer time. Is it, is it carrying on for two weeks or is it just because they've eaten a lot of raisins or a lot of grapes that day? Um, obviously, you're gonna, your gut bacteria is going to be fermenting fiber and the, the byproduct of fermentation is flatulence. Um, if they're in pain and it's happening every time they eat, then, then I would see help, yeah. Megan, this has been a really good conversation and we can't wait to learn more. Thegoodgutguru.com, also at The Good Gut Guru on social media. And thank you so much for your time. I think you've given me a lot of food for thought. See what I did there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your time. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. This podcast was supported by Epimax Baby and Junior. Epimax Baby and Junior is dermatologist approved, free of artificial colorants and fragrances, and is safe to use from birth. Touch, nourish, love your child's skin with Epimax Baby and Junior. Available from leading pharmacies and retail stores.